As Aaron Rodgers once said, the Packers have a defense. Plus, Rodgers offers some insight into the receiver pecking order and offers some criticism, maybe some encouragement for these young receivers and a glimpse into how some other players on this offense could pick up the slack if the rookies aren't able to perform. All of that next. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for the leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers your first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. It was what Aaron Rodgers said after they beat the Bears week one, 2019. Zedarius Smith goes absolutely crazy. Adrian Amos gets the game-winning interception against Mitch Trubisky against his former team. And Aaron Rodgers, after the game, proclaims, we've got a defense. Day one of the joint practices between the Packers and the Saints was all about the defense and the Packers' defense. We know the Saints' defense is good. They were really good last year. They've been really good under Dennis Allen the last few years. Marshawn Lattimore changed that team. Malcolm Jenkins changed that team. Not here anymore, but Tyron Matthew is. Um, Marcus May is at the safety position. They've got Cameron Jordan. They trade up for Marcus Davenport, Demario Davis. This is an extremely talented Saints defense, and they have played to that talent. The Green Bay Packers have not. And that is the difference. And so to see them play to that talent is an important step. We didn't get to see the defense in preseason week one. We talked about the offense and what Jordan Love is and what Romeo Dobbs can be and the offensive line and what it means to get Allen Jenkins back and Christian Watson back and Big Bob Tunyon back. And Romeo Dobbs, again, is making plays. We're going to talk about the receivers in a little bit. But this... this Defense has been kicking the offense's butt all training camp. And Aaron Rodgers said, hey, we're going to struggle at least early. And it hasn't stopped. And this Packers offense struggled against the Saints. Saints are really good. I'm not worried about it. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers um, talked about some of the reasons for it. It's also the first chance that this defense has to go against uh a real offense and the first chance at this offense with Aaron Rodgers and company has a chance to go against a real defense. And so, of course, the intensity is going to ratchet up a little bit and you may not be ready for it, especially when you've got a lot of new pieces. Jake Hansen is a new piece. Uh, you have Rice Newman playing right tackle. That is a new piece. You've got Josiah DeGuara in a more prominent role. Tyler Davis in a more prominent role. Rookies playing on the outside defensively, you've got continuity. And you get to go up against Michael Thomas. You get to go up against Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave and Ryan Ramchak and, and some really good offensive players. And the Packers stoned them. Sacks, pressures, pass breakups. 
And the thing that I that I am most excited about with this team, the vibes. Russell Douglas apparently talked an epic amount of smack, just an epic amount of trash. And he felt like there, you know, there, there needed to be a little bit of energy. And now here he comes. And Jair Alexander is a walking, talking Red Bull. And Rashawn Gary is this big, vibrant leader on this team. In addition to guys like Adrian Amos, Devondre Campbell, um, even Kenny Clark, who are the core of what this team does, the steadying forces on this defense. They have all the pieces. And they now have the swagger, the belief. You know, in basketball, defense is about effort. It's about heart. It's about determination. In football, defense is about cohesion. It's a weak link system. So you are only as good as your worst players. And for the Packers, right now, there are no worst players. Now, Quay Walker gave up a touchdown to Alvin Kamara on a, on a little option route, and that's going to happen. You're going to lose one-on-one reps to players like Alvin Kamara when you have Quay Walker out there. And that's okay. Even, even if Quay Walker becomes Devondre Campbell, Devondre Campbell is not going to win every rep against someone like Kamara or every rep against Christian McCaffrey, or every rep against name a running back who can do stuff like that. Good versus good is is going to result in plays where you just have to tip your cap at what's going on. And so for the Packers, this is really the first opportunity for this first team defense to show us what they've got. To show us that they can be the team that, by the way, the Saints have already proven they can be. And they passed. Are we going to see this defense in preseason? Maybe. Matt LaFleur has still not ruled out that these guys could be out there. I think it would be unlikely that we see this this full defense intact. But there are so many different kinds of ways that they can attack you. We saw Quay Walker draw a holding call against Ryan Ramchick, one of the best offensive linemen in the league, one of the best right tackles in football, former Wisconsin Badger, on the edge. Last year, Joe Barry showed some of these three off-ball linebacker stats, Chris Barnes, Oren Burks, and Devondre Campbell all on the field at once. He did it against the Cardinals, against a team where you're not worried about them beating you up inside, but you want to you be able to stop the run while maintaining some speed. And when you have Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell sideline to sideline, they can really move. Against teams where you want to play big, against the Vikings. Maybe maybe you play an even front. Maybe you play Quay Walker at the Sam linebacker. You have someone like Rashawn Gary who can reduce down a little bit, play five technique, and get after the pass. Or you want to play really big with four defensive linemen, three stack linebackers, a, a traditional sort of 4-3 kind of look. You can do that because Dean Lowry has the athleticism to play on the edge. You want to play Kenny Clark? As a 4-3 defensive end, that, that sounds fun. Don't threaten me with a good time. I love that idea. They can be so versatile and, and so multiple. But it's all theoretical. It's all theoretical until we see it. It's all theoretical until they prove it on the field. And they can't do that until the game starts. 
This is the first chance to actually prove it, to show it. And they are. Now, there could be adjustments made today. You hope that the Packers offense makes some. All kinds of issues that we're going to talk about. But defensively, man, it's hard not to be really excited about what this defense can be, what they do, who they are, and what the potential for them is, especially with the offense having its issues. You need that defense to lock in. You need that defense to be that lockdown group. If the offense is going to be, you know, Shel Kapadia from not now at the ringer, long time at the Athletic. He did a, a projection of all the offenses. He had the Packers at eighth. It's been a top three offense basically every year over the last couple of years. If they fall to eighth, you've got to move that defensive ranking up. They got to go from, you know, 20th to 10th or better. If they can do that, they can be a Super Bowl team. They, they really can. They can be a Super Bowl team. It's almost the start of the NFL season. I love this time of year. And if you're into sports betting or fantasy, you need a competitive edge to win. That's why I recommend the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. It's the only sports app with the most trusted name in sports. The Elias Sports Bureau, the official statistician of U.S. pro sports leagues, including the NFL with player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting or building your fantasy team or just impressing your friends. Elias is the gold standard when it comes to stats and research in American sports. So why not use them for any reason you need sports? For any reason you need you need sports information, they are a great resource. The NFL season is right around the corner, so don't wait. Find Elias Game Plan in the App Store today with new features available all the time. Take your game to the next level with Elias Game Plan in the App Store or Google Play Store today. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. However you play, get the latest NFL fantasy draft tips from Locked on Fantasy Football, Locked on Dynasty. Plus, starting August 22nd, we're bringing you daily top 10 lists for Fantasy Draft Week. Locked on Fantasy Football and Locked on Dynasty available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Aaron Rodgers was asked about the receiver pecking order. He said very clearly, Alan Lazard, number one guy, called him one of the best slot receivers in the league. Power slot. That's where he was a lot last year. He's going to continue to be a lot on the outside this year. Then said Randall Cobb. Then said Sammy Watkins. I want to be clear about this. I didn't just bring up the Sammy Watkins thing for fun. I didn't just bring it up for clicks. He's not making a lot of money. They had other players that were impressive, players they're invested in. And this question about special teams, when they've invested so much in special teams, I think is a real question. And frankly, I just didn't think the difference between Sammy Watkins and Romeo Dobbs playing his best was really that different. Now, the issue is, it's not just the flashes from Leo Dobbs. There are mental errors, drops. Aaron Rodgers joked that his best throw of the day on a go route down the right sideline, Dobbs creates late separation, has the ball go right through his hands. 
he can win vertically with incredible proficiency, but has had some drops. I'm not worried about the drops. Aaron Rodgers said he's not worried about the drops. It's more about running the right routes, making the right adjustments, being in the right place at the right time. And he said, look, if there are guys behind you who are always in the right place, they're going to play over you. And it felt like a direct message to someone like Romeo Dobbs, to guys like Christian Watson, to guys like Amari Rodgers, the young receivers who are fighting for playing time. It's his way of saying, hey, if Juwan Winfrey is always in the right place, he's going to play instead of you, even if you were a draft pick. Because I'm going to make sure of it, because I have sway in this locker room, because Matt LaFleur watches the tape just like we do. And it's interesting to me, and this is something that I have noticed. Aaron Rodgers' tone when talking about these guys and talking to these guys over the years has changed. He used to not really want to talk about it a lot. And when he did, it was usually in a sort of, um, what's the white way to phrase it? There were guys that he would say, you know, Devontae Adams, when he had a great offseason a couple of years ago, he said, you know, Devontae had a great offseason. I think that was before the 2015 year when Devontae was not very good. And that was rare. He's been a little bit of a kinder, soft, kinder, softer, gentler Rodgers. Over the last few years, more arms around the shoulders, fewer kicks in the butt. But that's not that does not mean that he's just going to say nice things, that he's just going to be supportive and gas up Romeo Dobbs, which he's done. He's talked about how great he thinks Romeo Dobbs has looked. And part of that could also be a little psychological warfare to guys like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers, Christian Watson, Juwan Winfrey. Hey, I can motivate these guys by talking about how good this rookie has been. Everyone elevates their game as a result. I don't know if that if that's what he's doing. It could be. It's also a reminder here, and I think an important one, that we need to have realistic expectations about what these guys are. The, the Hall of Fame bit is funny, and I have leaned into it on many occasions. I will continue to lean into it. It's a funny bit. I'm going to keep doing it. It's funny to me. But... When we're talking about what's going to actually happen on the field, Sammy Watkins, according to Aaron Rodgers, had his best practice yesterday. It's a great time to have had that in the most competitive situation that any of these players have been in in nine months. You want Sammy Watkins coming on at the right time. You want Sammy Watkins to be a part of this team because Sammy Watkins at his best is probably better than any of these rookies are reasonably likely to be. That's just the reality. Most rookies are bad. And I think we have to remember that. Myself included. Myself included. So when when you see the spectacular plays, and, and once again, Romeo Dobbs, toe tap, back of the end zone, making spectacular plays. But what we're not seeing is the plays that he doesn't make. And, and you know, one of them, I posted the video on Twitter, he wins on the release is wide open down the field and, and the quarterback doesn't look to his side of the field. Nothing you can do about that. But what you don't see is if he runs the wrong route and doesn't get the ball or if he runs the wrong route and does get the ball. Amari Rodgers ran the wrong route in the game and still got the ball. So sometimes we're not seeing those teaching points. We're not seeing when there was a sight adjustment that he missed. We're not seeing that stuff. And so if Aaron Rodgers is saying, look, 
team's got to be more consistent. The rookies have to be more consistent. The young players have to be more consistent. Then you have to take him at his word that that's what's going on and that's what has to happen. For this group to get where it wants to go, it's going to need Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs to provide the offense with something. They just, the team needs that juice. And if they can just ham and egg it, just at one week, one of those guys has to make one or two plays every week. And that was sort of the story of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And he just didn't. He made a play every two weeks or three weeks. And he makes six, seven, eight, nine plays a year. Um, you know, like, and he'd have a game where he'd make two or three big plays, game-changing plays. Well, now if you have two of those guys, and I think that's one of the reasons why they prioritize speed. If you have two of those guys that can make those big plays and then, or maybe take an underneath play and turn it into a big play. Now, hopefully you're getting those on a more regular basis. Sammy Watkins can still run. Amari Rogers, run after catchability. If he can give them a play every couple weeks, now you're you're, you're sort of cobbling it all together, especially when your defense is going to be playing at a high level. When you're in a position to, to, you can actually win games 21 to 14, 20 to 17, 24 to 20, rather than having to win 35, 31. If you can win a game 13 to seven, that's great when you have rookie receivers. And hopefully by the end of the year, your offense is clicking. You're going to get your running backs involved in all of this. And that's something we're going to talk about right after this because Aaron Rodgers said something that made my eyebrows raise when he said it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information for live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Bet online where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Now make Locked On Fantasy Football your second listen. Find the intellectual expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Aaron Rodgers said something fascinating about the running backs. He was talking about all the different looks they have and said they have a ton of two-back Offense right now. Runs, passes, screens, swings, shot plays, play action, drop back, all kinds of stuff. He said, we're going to put the best 11 on the field. Sounds an awful lot like something that I've been saying for like three years that I want to see. And he said he thinks those guys could be 50 catch guys. Best 11 on the field. So the best 11 are Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and your two running backs. Just live in 21. All these teams that have built their teams to play spread and you've got all your nickel guys and your hybrid safeties. Great. Cool. Here comes AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Figure out how you're going to fit the run. Figure out how you're going to deal with play action. Figure out how you're going to handle guys going vertical. Running backs who can actually run routes who can be really impactful. In the run game. This has been something that we've talked about on this show a lot. Maybe too much. 
but something that I, I suggested a couple months ago would, would be one of the key ways that they would make up for a lack of high-end impact receivers, that Devontae Adams could walk out the door and because you still have guys like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon who can make plays in the run game, I think you have to hope that the run, the run offense is better. With Elton Jenkins out there, Josh Myers was awesome on the pro football focus team preseason week one. Highest graded offensive lineman in the league, I believe. You get David Bakhtiari back sooner than later, something we talked about yesterday. And now you can affect the run game. You can affect the game with the run as well as pass. Packers could not affect the game consistently with the run last year. It was a big problem because they could in 2020. It was key to their playoff run and ultimately key to their playoff demise that they could not run the ball against the Bucs, who were just a stone wall to run against that season. Add more variance. Add more personnel. Add more things that defenses have to account for. And that's what the Packers are going to do. It's hard to argue that the best 11 on this offense right now doesn't include both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. You add in Tyler Goodson, who's showing some interesting stuff. Kylan Hill is going to come back from the injury at some point. They can play two back in a lot of different ways. Put Aaron Jones and Kylan Hill on the field at the same time. We saw it last year. Kylan Hill on the field with A.J. Dillon, Tyler Goodson. All of a sudden, they, they get to be really fun. Really, really fun. I'm, I'm so excited to see some of the creativity from Matt LaFleur this season. Out of, out of necessity. You know, Doug Farrar has a book, The Genius of Desperation. So much of what football has done in terms of evolution has come as a result of teams needing to find a competitive edge. It's high school teams going, we're outmanned talent-wise. How can we create an edge with misdirection, with um, scheme? And then people catch on. They start using the scheme and you got to find something else. You got to find something new. For the Packers, they have done a good job of, of pushing this offense forward, of finding new wrinkles. But last year, I didn't think they always solved the problems in the most sustainable ways. And maybe maybe the, the move is to just say, well, screw sustainability. Who cares? Because in six months, everyone's going to have tape on us and they'll, they'll have answers for it. So trying to do the thing that we've always done is not a smart thing anyway. Probably a, a good answer, by the way. And so if two back is the way that they're going to figure this all out, pony personnel, let's do it. I love it. I love it. It'd be one of those things you truly love to see. And the fact that they now have some running back depth. You suffer a loss to A.J. Dillon. They, that happened when they already were without Kylan Hill. They didn't have a Tyler Goodson to go to. And so they didn't even have a Kylan Hill to go to. Now they could have four running backs that they trust in those situations. I'd still like to see Amari Rodgers get some chances. Have some plays from the gun. Get him involved. He's showing something to me that I really like to see. So I, I just, I'm really excited for what this offense can be. I think these running backs are going to be a huge part of it. You know, 50 catches. That seems a little aggressive. I think that probably means that your rookie receivers are, are really either are struggling or hurt. That's not ideal. 
But more opportunities for them as playmakers, that's what you want. That's what you want. And this offense is going to be at its best when those guys are all on the field together because we've seen it. 2020, I mean, like my my favorite concepts were those two-back sets, RPOs, with those two guys on the field or when they run those, the jet all goes, that kind of stuff. Now they, they sort of did it to death. They need to find the counters and the counters to the counters. But I think this is where Matt LaFleur is at his best. Let's see if the brain drain has affected this coaching staff. Adam Stenovich moving up in role. Luke Butkus moving up in role. All, you know, all, all of these guys who are now up a peg. Can they fit into those roles that allow the Packers to maximize what's going on with this offense with all of the turnover and all of the new players, the young players, the mental mistakes can't happen. Can't happen week one against the Vikings because they'll take advantage. That team is too good. Now, are they like, you know, awesome? No, but it's been a well-coached team. It's going to be exciting. So we have another day of practice. Um, Ross Jackson is going to come on the show to talk about it. For tomorrow, then we have a summer Friday conversation to help us preview what's going on in the game. But also, again, like Nicole Menner, um, be a little bit of an evergreen discussion about the status of this team and, and what we're excited to see and, and all that stuff. So fun stuff coming this week. Uh, it's been a really fun week already, and, and it's only Wednesday. So this is this is great. This is this is when it's a reminder that football is here and we're almost ready to start the season. Aaron Rodgers mentioned it. It's almost here. We're less than a month out. Let's do this. Let's go. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775. Stay Locked on Packers.